0: What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast postgame edition here on this Monday night as the Philadelphia Eagles win two straight for the first time this season, 28 to 13 over those Washington Redskins in the NFC East and East battle. That was a huge win for the Eagles that they had to have. Gino Camilleri joining myself, Louis DiBiase, on this Monday night edition of Locked On Eagles. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sure it's a lot more fun for you guys to listen to the show after another win for the birds and again i was really nervous heading into this game i think you guys saw me on twitter pretty much you could tell that this was an extremely important game obviously all week we were talking about the playoff implications on the playoff machine of how the eagles can get into the postseason maybe not even by winning the nfc east but by wild card is that still a possibility as well but pretty much every avenue you looked at it had to do with the eagles getting these three divisional wins and then one win between Houston and L.A., and it, they started off on the right foot, just taking it game by game, first getting a win against a Washington team that, you know, they should have beat, who lost Colt McCoy early on in the game. They had to bring out Mark Sanchez, a little throwback to some 2014 Eagles action, but a big win. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good about this one.
1: Yeah, it, it's a good sign. I mean, two in a row for the first time in, since last season, really, so... It's a it's a step in the right direction. Like I said, the last game, I still don't think they're exactly where they need to be at this point. But this game was promising. I mean, you saw things that you didn't really see. You saw Wentz get creative with his legs. Josh Adams continued to have a dominant game in the running game. Golden Tate. Hey, he showed up well worth that round draft pick today. You know, they
0: finally let him play receiver today.
1: They got him into spots exactly how they needed to. They didn't force him the ball. Everything looked natural to him, you know? Like, you didn't know that the ball was going to Golden Tate on some of those uh, jet sweeps when he would come across, when he would motion. Last week, you probably would have just gave it to him, and the whole defense would have known that was coming, but today they got it, got him going across the nation, opening things up for Zach Ertz once again, who's just continuing to dominate, and... That's one thing that's just unbelievable, that he continues to be so good even when teams know that Carson is going to go to him.
0: Yeah, look, I I was calling this week for a little less Zach Ertz and a little more of everybody else in the offense, but today he was just unstoppable. He was getting open almost, it seemed like, every time there was a pass call drawn up. But I thought it was a great balance today on offense, and what I was really excited about was Carson Wentz, look, I thought he missed some throws. The interception in the end zone targeting Alshon Jeffrey I thought was pretty bad and there were some other throws I thought he missed Nelson Aguilar he underthrew him hit the ground mm-hmm. where that later on in the game where that probably would have been a touchdown for Aguilar and I got I feel bad for Aguilar but I feel like he has been the the the, the, the pretty much the result of some missed throws some, sometimes the quarterback just not going to him a lot of the time and I feel like that's why his numbers have suffered this year and it happened again but for the most part Carson Wentz was really sharp today, and another two-touchdown performance day. Had an interception, but again, overall, I thought it was great. He was comfortable in the pocket, and Gino, you know, the big thing I really liked was early on, he was creating that 2017 magic on the run. They were not only moving the pocket on purpose with some play action, getting him moving on the run, making plays happen in that avenue, but also just when the play broke down, you saw in that first drive, that amazing throw to Golden Tate down the sideline that I actually thought he was throwing out of bounds, and then the touchdown to Tate as well was kind of dangerous, but I, I liked that. It, it's something that I needed to see more of from Wentz, and he looked really comfortable running around today.
1: Yeah, he got creative when he needed to be. That first drive was, I'd say, probably in the top three of drives he's led all season long. That was just perfect. You couldn't have manufactured it any better for a team that's been averaging just under two points uh, for the entire first quarter over the season. For them to come out and get a touchdown on that very first drive was huge. And especially the two guys, Carson Wentz and Tate, that had a lot of pressure on them tonight. They came up and stepped up in big moments, but – Like you said, there were some spots that he did miss some throws, like that throw to Nelson Aguilar, he was sure for six. That wheel route to Dallas Goddard would have been – I mean the screen to Dallas Goddard and then that wheel route to Nelson Aguilar, those both would have been nice. But things are starting to move right to where they need to be. It's starting to get more cohesive. You like to see him, Carson, get on the same page with Golden. Alshon stepped up in in the in the moments when he needed to you know so did Jordan Matthews and they're getting contributions from everybody on this offense and not to mention Corey Clement and Darren Sproles filled the roles that they needed to I knew your biggest fear today was that they were going to force feed Darren Sproles which they didn't they gave him exactly what they needed to I love that inside zone they run with him in the red zone they do it all the time where they pulled they pull Jason Kelsey and they pull the guard and they just run down the field and Sproles is so small, you can't even see him until he's in the end zone. And if they continue to draw plays like that, I thought the play design and play calling tonight was excellent. If they continue down that avenue and they start clicking in the right direction, this offense could have put over 45 points on the board tonight. They just left some plays out there.
0: There was eight different players that had three or more touches today. I thought it was a perfect balance. And yeah, what I was concerned, you're right, Gino, was... Darren Sproles being overused today. Overusage of Golden Tate and Zach Ertz, and although both of those guys led the team in receptions, Zach Ertz nine catches for 83 yards, Golden Tate seven for 85 and a touchdown. But you also had four catches from Aguilar. You had nine touches total, or eight, excuse me, for Corey Clement. And yeah, Sproles perfect. Couple runs, couple, couple throws his way. Although he didn't get a reception, some pretty good returns in the in the punt game. I I loved what the offensive game plan was. And and then you ride Josh Adams when you are leading this football game. And that that was the big thing is there was, I think, an overemphasis of running the football this week because the Eagles had some success against the Giants with it last week. Whereas to me, it's more so get the lead with the pass and keep the lead with the run. And I thought that was a perfect strategy today for what they had I felt like the passing game had success early on and then they rode Josh Adams with 20 carries for 85 yards back-to-back weeks of 80 plus yards for Adams and I've been impressed with him I was impressed overall with the offense You you mentioned Corey Clement. He was one of my dark horses today. I've really liked the way he's been playing the past two weeks, especially in the screen game he's been making plays. He looks like he's seeing the field better, and he's hitting holes more explosively. I don't know if it's because he's healthy now or what the case is, but he had five carries for 27 yards, and then he had three catches for 47. I was impressed by the backfield. I'm really liking that Adams-Clement one-two punch.
1: I agree 100%. Adams fits that role that LeGarrette, Blunt, JJ, big bruising type guy who who does have a little bit of elusiveness and uh, I was you starting. He's got some
0: he's got some cuts and footwork ability.
1: Oh no, I that's exactly what I mean. I mean, last year you saw Blunt and he was so blissful at t- for how big he was, you know? And I'm seeing that in Adams who's he's pretty quick on his feet for the size that he is and the one key attribute that the guy has that these other Eagles back have, I mean, outside of Darren Sproles from the limited amount that you saw in this game today is his patience. You see how many times where he just doesn't hit his first hole, he'll wait for the play to develop. That's huge because these Eagles offensive linemen need at least one or two extra steps. You know, they, these guys get worked hard all game long. Let them develop their play. Let them develop the blocks downfield. You see how great Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and even Isaac Sayamalu today were ju- when they were able to get into the second level they were dominant and Adams recognizes that and that's huge because once he finds a big guy to get behind, he can find those open lanes and get those seven, eight-yard runs to set up second and short and third and short and manageable situations, which they were able to convert on for once all season. They really haven't been putting themselves in good spots. They've been behind the eight ball a lot of the times in many third and long situations, forcing Carson to throw. But they're starting to get that balance. They're starting to get Adams getting those four- to six-yard runs on first down they renovated the screen game completely. They look like a completely different team running screens today. I think they ran about 10 of them. If you were that one to Goddard and probably six or seven to the running backs, they're starting to get the the plays that they had in order. But the one thing that they're still missing is that deep shot downfield. And I was just waiting for it all game. Like, when's it going to come? When's it going to come? And I like I told you, I studied ha ha Clinton Dix and man, he can't turn his hips. And you saw it at times. He, he got exposed a lot of the time when he was in coverage, so I was just waiting for them to take a shot. Didn't really happen. Maybe Mike Wallace can come back in the next couple games and get something cooking, but that's the one place that they really need to figure it out if they want to make a run.
0: Well, perhaps we're going to have to wait until next year when the reunion finally happens with Deshaun Jackson, Gino. you <laughs> know?
1: Yeah, they've been talking about it. Maybe he gets
0: cut. Who knows? But. It's always right now, going to be brought back up. looking out. pretty good. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, I, I loved, again, the strategy on offense I thought was really good. And when they got that run game going, the play-action passes were working. I was kind of calling for it during the week. I wanted to see more. To me, to get Aguilar more involved, I wanted to see Wentz on the run. Because when Wentz is on the run, when he's moving his feet, Aguilar has more time to get open with that speed and athleticism across the field. They connected on a big PA rollout from Wentz on the right side, hits Aguilar four catches for 56 yards. He could have had a touchdown in the day. I thought he had a really nice performance. Overall, I just thought it was a great offensive game plan. And look at Jason Kelsey, like you mentioned. In that screen game, dude, he was unstoppable.
1: He's the best center in football right now. I don't even think Hands it's down. close.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think it's close at all. And, and Lane Johnson had a day as well. Jason Peters got injured again at the end of this game it looked like it was his leg he was frustrated threw his helmet to the ground on the sidelines hopefully we'll have a better update for you guys on the severity of that injury tomorrow but man it's it's tough to see Jason Peters continue to he has battled all year all year long through some 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 nagging injuries then you got the torn bicep and it's t- it's tough to see him break down cuz you you still see the talent you still see him mauling defensive ends and he's pretty. Much, he's had a pretty solid season still for the most part. He gets beat more often than he, he did in the past, but it, it kind of stinks seeing him break down with getting into his older age. I don't know if this is going to be the last year with J.P. in Philadelphia, but it's it's tough to watch.
1: I thought he had an excellent game until he got hurt. I think they should have pulled him yeah. at that point anyway. They were just running down the clock, but I thought all in all that offensive line was great. Brandon Brooks, you just never hear his name. He's just so efficient. Is a good in, thing in both run and pass protection, you don't even have to. They don't even have to say his name, which is kind of unheralded for how good he is, and he should be getting more recognition than he is. And Lane Johnson, he's stepping up at the right time, too. I think they're starting to get cooking. I mean, how many times did the Skins throw some blitzes and some exotic blitzes at that? And you would think earlier in the year they probably would have— gotten home on some of those sacks and the Eagles are starting to pick it up their communication's getting better you could tell it on the offensive line I really think that changed Isaac Sayamalu got things moving in the right direction and they're finally settling in
0: and what have you said and, really all week is that with Wentz and this offense when they when they're at the top of their game it's balance
1: yeah a hundred percent and it, They trust the offensive line to beat good defensive lines and make running lanes, which they did today against Washington and even last week against the Giants, who have a pretty good run defense as well. So if you can get that going, you can protect Wentz, let plays develop. The team that's going into Dallas is completely different than the team that played Dallas at Lincoln Financial Field a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, 100%. This is a battle for first place next week. I can't wait. And it all happens because the Eagles get this win 28-13 to over Washington to improve to 6-6, and keeping the season alive for another week. Just keep taking it one game at a time. Let's take a quick break here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. When we come back, me and Gino will continue to recap this big Monday night football win for the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field over the Washington Redskins 28-13. to We'll get into a little bit more of the defensive side. It looks like I might be owing Gino a beer. We'll see. Coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. <laughs> And it's sponsored today by my bookie. Sure, guys, watching football, it's fun. But it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. And, guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks. And some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big payday. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn $100 into $600. There's so much to bet on college basketball and football, the NBA, NHL custom props, even eSports. That's right. Video games as well. You name it. my bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is extremely easy to use. So sign up this week and MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also make sure to follow at MyBookie BetMyBookie, excuse me, on Twitter. That's, again, at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM, not to mention that they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. So don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use the promo code LOCKDOWN25. Again, that's LOCKDOWN25 and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code LOCKDOWN25. You play, you win, and you get paid. We thank MyBookie for sponsoring the Lockdown Eagles podcast today. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Eagles postgame show, wrapping up the Eagles' 28-13 to win over Washington. Two games straight, the Eagles take the W for the first time this year, which is, man, Gino you know, talking about it in the summer, it, it'd be nuts if that Lou and Gino could time travel up until now and tell us that because it's crazy, but it feels really good. And I know you said I – th- I think I'm, you, you're a little bit more – I mean, you're not – I'm not saying more – you're more skeptical of the win, but you're right. There are still a lot of things to work on for this Eagles team. I thought Wentz missed some throws. There's things to be corrected coaching wise as well, but I still think this is a damn good team that has just shot themselves in the foot more so than anything else this year.
1: And you saw that today too. I mean, fourth and goal, you should have came up with a better play call after a timeout. And then Carson should have known better that you have, a cornerback bracketing the left side and a linebacker bracketing the right side, that's a tough throw to make. And you you knew Jordan Matthews was going to beat his guy on the backside. You have to know better than that. So they're two bad plays away from putting up what they put up 28. So they could have put up 14 more points. So just think about that. Think about where they could be if they connect on these red zone trips, if they start to figure it out, if they get to where they were last year, you're not that far away. You're right back where you need to be. You're gonna keep getting healthier, and the thing is, they are gonna keep getting healthier. Like it's only a matter of time before Vontae Maddox comes back. It's only a matter of time before Jalen Mills comes back. Who knows if Mac Hollins or Mike Wallace is coming back? You're you're keep moving in the right direction, and you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I was talking to my one friend before this game, and he said Carson is coming off of this injury. He didn't have a full training camp with his team. Yes, he was there for the full training camp, but still he didn't take a hundred percent of those reps. He still missed the first two games. There's a lot of guys that had injuries last year that were coming back that didn't have full off seasons. Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Graham. So just think of how long it takes a team to get it together and Maybe this is the time they need it. They're finally into this part of the uh, the season where these leaders are starting to step up. Brandon Graham had an excellent game. Michael Bennett, once again, had an excellent game. Fletcher Cox had an excellent game. The guys that need to step up are stepping up, and that's what you need. And uh, this will rise all tides when these these big names start to step up. And I think the, the younger guys are starting to see that. Look, Sidney Jones, I, you didn't even hear him today. He nope. had probably one of the best games all season. And like, like you mentioned prior to the break, I think you're gonna owe me a beer there because it looks like even it. even though Sidney had a good, even though Razul had a pretty good game outside of the couple lapses in coverage, Sidney Jones just played the CB one role like he needed to.
0: The hip and footwork from Sidney Jones, I tweeted it out. It's once. beautiful. It was beautiful. beautiful, and it's it's perfect when you don't hear a cornerback's name. That's a really good thing. I, I thought he made a couple nice tackles on one drive in the third quarter. He did miss on Adrian Peterson on that 90-yard touchdown, but he's coming across from the other side of the field trying to leg tackle. Adrian Peterson, who's one of been one of the hardest players to bring down in the NFL in the past decade so strong in coverage and again when you don't hear his name that's a really good thing I thought he was really strong today for the Eagles and again like you said it was probably his best game overall and it was on the outside where we are eventually anticipating he's going to be that that CB1 and he finishes the game healthy which is good because we were excited about seeing him on the outside against the Saints a couple weeks ago and he couldn't finish that game re-injured that hamstring injury but we had a bet if you guys didn't see it, follow us on Twitter, by the way, for all this the, these Eagle shenanigans, at Dibiase and at Gino underscore LOE. We had a bet that from Sidney Jones and Razul Douglas, whoever had a higher PFF grade, we were going to owe the other one a beer. I was on Team Razul Douglas, Gino on Team Sidney Jones, and I think you're going to end up winning this one. Razul Douglas ends up leading the team in tackles with 7, 6 solo, 1 tackle for a loss. He saved a touchdown late in the second half with an incredible tackle across his body, but there was still some lapses in coverage like you mentioned where he's up again he's up at the line of scrimmage, but he's not getting hands on receivers and he's just being turned inside out. He, that's just that's not the kind of cornerback he is. He's an off zone and off man corner I think more so than a press guy unless he can get his hands on a, a bigger receiver. To me, that's the thing is when he is up against a shiftier, speedier wide receiver on the outside and he's close to the line and not getting his hands on that receiver, man, that's a recipe for disaster.
1: I agree. And I texted you during this game and I texted a couple other people that Sidney Jones is is CB1 and Razul Douglas is a safety. Like, that's just what it is. He just has safety written
0: all over him today. Like, every every positive trait you think about with Douglas, this is why people have been calling for him as a safety.
1: He has the click and close ability to close coming downfield, and that's exactly what you want to see in a safety. You want them to recognize when they have to step up and make a tackle, come forward to the ball carrier, shuffle and break down and be able to extend their arms laterally to make tackles. And what did, what did Rasul Douglas do? He did exactly that. He came up huge on a number of tackles that kept them from having big gains on the outside. And uh, I do not know who is evaluating the talent in that room to not be able to see what he can do. Yeah, yes. Avante see him
0: as an outside corner, which is nuts. To I him. don't get that.
1: It, it doesn't make any sense. And, Yes, he does have breakdowns in in coverages. Like he has, he he struggles to pick up uh, route concepts sometimes. But with a guy back there like Malcolm Jenkins who can help him out, I think safety is just his natural position. He's I'm such sure. a sure tackler, and you know that he doesn't have the hips quite like Jalen Mills to be an outside corner. It, that's just where he needs to be, especially when Mills comes back. You need to keep him on the field if he's such a sure tackler because what has been one of the biggest downfalls this year of this team is tackling, yep. and if he's going to come out and tackle like that every single game, you need to keep him on the field.
0: And talk about the resiliency resiliency excuse me of Douglas as well. I mean, this is a guy that gets burned on a on a route for a first down, he comes back with two huge tackles as Washington went right after him again with a couple screen passes and some quick routes, and he comes up with some big hits. That is something, look, he struggled to make tackles against Dallas. I don't know if it was because it was his first start and he had the yips, but seven tackles today, six solo, a tackle for a loss. I was impressed by Razul Douglas overall, and then next week you get hopefully Avante Maddox back and Jalen Mills What do you think the strategy is going to be of the secondary when those four are healthy?
1: Well, I saw before the game that Mills had a boot on his foot, so that doesn't seem great for next week. that doesn't seem good. Next week, I want Sidney Jones on Amari Cooper from the start of the game to the very end of the game. I don't care what Jim Schwartz thinks, what his defensive philosophy is. You have to keep him on him. After the game Sidney Jones had, he deserves it. When you can't trust Roswell Douglas to defend a guy who is very good at route running, i.e. Amari Cooper, and Sidney Jones who is very good at defending guys like that because he has very fluid hips, he has a very fluid backpedal, and he's able to stay in phase with the receiver throughout the entire route and basically shut guys down like he did today and he did at his entire career at Washington, you need to put him on Amari Cooper. I hope like That's, that's just it how it has to be. So I'm putting him outside. I've loved what I've seen from Craven LeBanc. I think he has the closing speed to be a decent corner. And I think you have to give him a shot outside and move Roswell Douglas to safety and let Avante Maddox play in the slot. I like it. Roswell Douglas, he can do it, man. Like I believe in him. Like He has the click and close ability to come downhill fast, and he's a willing and able tackler. And you saw that today. And I just don't get how they don't identify that.
0: I'm with you. I actually think that's a good idea. LeBlanc has been impressive the past couple of weeks. It, I, I, Look, I mean, it's Jim Schwartz we're talking about. He has shown that he is willing to make adjustments each game a little bit more so than he has in the past, but this is a guy that has always kept his corners on one side of the football, and he has consistently said that he thinks Razul Douglas is only an outside corner. And I think it's a shame because I think me and you have hit it that he just seems like a safety and Avante Maddox in the slot I think is ideal. LeBlanc on the outside, I I do like that matchup, honestly, on Amari Cooper more so than Razul, just based on how good of a route runner Cooper is, like you said. He was just able to open up Douglas all day, every day on that Sunday night football matchup. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but nonetheless... Proud of Razul Douglas, helped out the brand today, your brand for Sidney Jones. Overall, I thought it was a strong performance from those corners. Not tested a whole lot with Quilt McCoy going down and then Mark Sanchez coming for Washington, but I thought the defense played a pretty sound game overall. Let's take one more break here on the Lockdown Eagles post game show. When we come back, me and Gino will give our top three stars. We're going to bring a little hockey into this with with three stars of the game. That's coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the final segment of this Lockdown Eagles post-game show. The Eagles take it twenty-eight to thirteen over the Washington Redskins to improve to six and six. They win next week against Dallas, ladies and gentlemen. They are first in the NFC East. Crazy to think, considering the season that they've had. Three stars for tonight's game, Gino. Let's start with you. Star number three.
1: I gotta go, Carson Wentz. He's still he's still balling out. That first drive I thought was his best drive all year. I think he's just continue to get better if he can continue to adjust in the middle of the play post snap. He can be better. Just identify those don't always go for your first look. Like the second and third looks are going to be there. You have to trust your guys, but all in all, you still had an excellent game in my opinion.
0: Number 2.
1: Number 2, Zach Ertz. He's just he's a stud, man. Like what well, more is there open, to say? Man.
0: Just gets open.
1: There, I can't I can't justify what he's doing on the field. The way he plays with leverage, it, you just know it's coming, and you know he's going to win outside, he's going to win inside, he's going to find the zones, and he's going to make uh, extending arm catches. You see these balls from Wentz, and you think he's going to overthrow him right into the safety's hands, and then, poop, out of nowhere, Urch just picks up, sticks his hands out there, and he's got the ball in his mitts, so... What he's doing is just unbelievable.
0: And then your top start.
1: Sidney Jones, man. I can't wait to go back and watch this All-22 because you didn't hear anything from him. I mean, he did miss a tackle on that Adrian Peterson play, but so did everybody else. But he he did what he had to do. Not the best wide receivers in the world, but Jamison Crowder, it was his first game since Week 5, and usually he gives the Eagles fits, and you didn't hear anything from him. So I think that's a very... Good thing we saw out of Sidney Jones today. He was able to finish the game healthy. His hamstring held up. So going to need a big showing from our corners next week with Amari Cooper. So he's the guy.
0: I'm with you. My top three stars, number three for me, Carson Wentz as well. I thought he had a really strong game again. Glad that he got comfortable running around today, making throws on the run. I like the plan to get him moving with some play action passes, moving the pocket. He finishes today 27 of 39, 306 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Carson Wentz, a nice game overall as my third star. Number two, Zach Ertz. So we have a pretty similar sentiment Mm -hmm. of this game he just man every it just seems like it's impossible to cover him the way he uses his leverage his route running he just seems like he catches everything there was a play too where across the middle to get a first down I thought Wentz overthrew him a little bit and Ertz goes up he goes and gets it that big size and length he breaks the Eagles single season receptions record amazing accomplishment for him as a tight end and Jason Witten was drooling over him the entire game Number Can we say how bad of, of a
1: game yeah. that was in the officiating? <laughs> yes. I, I'm not the officiating in the broadcast. Like it was that was the. Bad. I I do not know what those guys were talking about half the time. Like there's I just cannot too much listen to random. Jason
0: there's just too much random conversation. Like it's sports talk, and and they refuse to show replays, which I don't understand.
1: Yeah, it drove me nuts. I'm done with Jason Witten, and you know what's great? We get to hear Troy Aikman talk about our team next week, so that's always fun.
0: Yeah, so we're going from five A <laughs> to five B next week. Fantastic. Yep. My All top right. star, well, yeah, my top star for today: the Eagles' offensive line. Like you said, Brandon Brooks does not give enough get not does not get enough credit in the league for the elite right guard he is. He's probably, I don't know, is he the best right guard in football? I think he might be.
1: I think it'd you'd be hard to come by somebody that is to equivalent else, yeah. to him at the current moment. I don't think he's even allowed a sack in the last two years. I think his streak is still going.
0: So the last time he's allowed a sack, I think this was the stat I saw. Because this was the stat in the offseason. I don't think he's given up a sack yet this year. Week one of 2016 against Cleveland.
1: Jeez. That was the last that's... time he gave
0: up a sack. And it was his first game with Philly. So that's in, that's that's pretty ridiculous when you think about that number. And Lane Johnson was ridiculous today. Jason Kelsey, so good in the screen game. I thought Jason Peters, like you said, really, really efficient before he got hurt. And then Isaac Samalo, I think, held his own as well at left guard. So those are my top three stars. Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, and the Eagles offensive line. All right, Gino, that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Eagles. Enjoy the win, ladies and gentlemen, on this victory Monday. Eagles take it 28-13 over Washington. Gino Camilleri and myself, Lou DiBiase, will be back tomorrow to take a second look. Some stock up, stock down and this big divisional win for the Eagles. Still only one loss in the NFC East. That's big. Next week, we got a first place battle with Dallas. So, for my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. This has been Lockdown Eagles. Follow us on Twitter, at LockdownBirds, at DiBiaseLOE, and at Gino underscore LOE. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and let's go, Birds!
1: Fly Eagles Fly